2: Detailed. Call me when it's a 13-game season, and I'll be excited to talk about the next game. Yeah, that, I think you know, for all of us that have been uh, around the NFL long enough, you know, you, you get about five games, four games left, and and that becomes a lot of the a lot of the conversation. And it, you know, it it, it does take um, a lot of execution to get there. But you know, it's kind of one of those tricky things. There's a lot of distraction. Um, like, look over here while this is going on, that you have to battle to be successful in the National Football League. And the, the only thing that really matters is how we continue our development of mastering each and every day. So that's cool to know. It's always cool to know that you are, are doing well rel- relative to your peers. But I think when you start focusing on, um, uh, all right, a group of games or we go this or, you know, there's no, the only reason why we're nine and three is because we haven't penciled in any of the wins that people have told us to pencil in.
0: All right, Mike's had a chance to uh, think, listen, he talks to his team about all this stuff every day too. I mean, I don't want to be, he talks to him. Talk to him about being eight and three. We're eight and three last year. You remember what happened? Let's go make sure we get this win. All right, we're big favorites, guys. Let's go out. Let's go out and win this game. He knows the deal. He knows they're, they're 13, 13-point favorite right now against Tennessee. Every guy on the team knows that. They've looked. And, and by the way, they can just kind of watch the games they play in and go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're playing a team that's uh, – and we're really good at home, undefeated so far at home. Um, so so we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But he can't worry like we do, and we like to look and – try to figure this thing out. It is not easy to win games. It is not easy to win games in December. Now it's on. And now we're getting close to, by the way, it's no longer can you play next week. It's like we need your ass now. It's one of those we need your ass now times to play. I got to tell you, man, our guys, and I know they don't do it, but by the end of the season, I think there were 13. Team guys lined up to take the needle. I think that was I mean this guy uh, for numbing something so somebody could play. Some of it was going to need surgeries after the season. Some guys were just going to need to heal on their own. But everybody was playing. Everybody was playing if it was a big game. And um, so so anyway, big games coming up. Tennessee's another one Monday night and uh, yeah. I don't know how good they are. Uh, are. You a Will Levis guy, Woody? Before we, I don't know. I thought he impressed me when I saw him, but I
3: don't know. Their team stinks. Henry not playing, by the way, would be huge. I don't know if he's gonna uh, get through the pro. I'm expecting or not, he's but... gonna play, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. He's in the concussion
0: protocol now. I thought no. I don't think he is. I think they said that's not the case. I think they said he gave him the green light. I... That came out, and I don't. Didn't think. Did Schefter say when the protocol? Like what happened?
3: That the head injuries only know, count man. when they're down here. <laughs>
0: I don't know. We'll find out. Right? We'll find out. <laughs> I mean, I what the know. hell? Like, usually, if you have it, you're out the next week, right? We remember we read see that news on Monday. Game. I think they said that wasn't the case. I think they kind of downplayed that. I don't know if you see something different. Let me know. But with or without them, you've been around all year. You got to win. Still, still got to take care of business and uh, and win that game. Hey, by the way, we've uh, got a lot of other stuff. Uh, We're going to have James Palmer join us in about 13 minutes from now. We'll talk to him at 920. I'm guessing from the West Coast out in Los Angeles where NFL Network uh, is, right next to the stadium out there. And we also have something else we have to do here real quickly. We got a pair of heat tickets to give away. I got creative on you, Woody. You ready? Yeah, I don't like this question, but go ahead. I think it's too hard, but go for it. These are smart people. The fourth leading score right now on the Miami Heat. Oh
3: shoot, I just gave it away. Forget I said that.
0: Oh, go on. No, fourth Why don't we leading do
3: caller number four instead.
0: No, no, let's do the fourth leading score. Who is it? Okay. Fourth leading score right now for the Miami Heat. You know who you know who the first three are. Even though one of the three's been out for what, is this twelfth game he's missing tonight or thirteenth game? I only think he traveled for this one game road trip. But fourth-leading score, 305-567-0560, and uh, you get a pair of tickets. Pretty good, Woody. Got a lot of home games coming up for uh, for Heat fans, too. Uh, and speaking of that, the Panthers are at home tonight against the Stars. TNT game, matter of fact. Panthers, uh, nice start, 14-8-2, 30 points. The Stars, 14-6-3, 31 points. And uh, Sam Reinhart is just off to a great start with 16 goals so far in the season. Yeah.
3: So. Can you help me out with something? Uh, so, Derrick Henry is questionable with a head injury, but he's, I guess he's not in the protocol, like you I said. I told you. But, he, but he's questionable with a head injury. What the hell does that mean? I don't know.
0: I honestly. How can you
3: be questionable with a head injury, but you're So, like, I, I
0: was working on a game last so night. So,
3: Schefter reports that he goes in the protocol. And
0: they're saying that's not – the coach comes the coach out and says The coach comes that's out and says true. no,
3: but he still listed as questionable with a head injury. That's
0: great. Said he showed up Monday. He's great. Oh, tremendous. He shook it off? I don't know, Woody. <laughs> I do <laughs> agree. Fantastic. We get treated a little bit differently, and we treat it differently you No, know, I just don't
3: understand. I've never seen a guy be questionable with a head injury that's not in the
0: concussion protocol. You? I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm just telling you. I think he's playing. When I heard the coach go, no, 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 he's not in. Whatever Schefter said, no, 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 he's not in. So I was like, oh, that's kind of
3: weird. Oh, fine, we'll beat him by forty-five instead of fifty. Then, you I, know, the Dolphins are going to put on a show on Monday.
0: I you hope know so. that. I hope so. That's going to be showtime. I uh, I hope so. These guys, they got to treat all these games. They they can't sit and wait like we are for the last three games. They they got to go up and show up and. And uh, keep this thing rolling here. You got, and by the way, you got some pretty motivated guys. I even heard Raheem Moster talking about wants the uh, Dolphins' touchdown record, rushing touchdown record that Ricky Williams currently holds, and he's not that far behind, not that far behind at all to uh, to finally get that. All right, so we're gonna have James Palmer join us in uh, in just a few minutes. We'll talk to him. We got a lot of things to get to. NFL Network might be able to help us a little bit, try to figure some of these things out, including officiating. Is the officiating that bad? Is the I'm just looking at all of you out there. I'm looking in Broward right now, looking over a date. Is the officiating that bad? Because there's no way to fix the pass interference thing. Whether you call it or you don't call it, somebody's pissed off. And I just know one thing because we tried it for one year and it was a disaster. It was terrible. You review it, you're going to find it. Somebody's grabbing somebody every play. Somebody's hooking somebody. Somebody's getting there a little bit early. Somebody's running through somebody. You can call pass interference. It's kind of like holding. You can call holding every play if you want inside. Probably. Last thing you do is want to see 10 to 12 penalties by each team. It's hard to watch high school, college, or pros with all these penalties. Anyway, we'll talk to James Palmer. Uh, about that but right now i want to take a second to talk to you about a great holiday gift idea and i mean great i was out there on friday up in pompano beach boy i'll tell you what you can enjoy this one with the whole family of tricked out Cliggies golf cart man the coolest golf cart on the road we are talking about 72 volts of pure lithium power a five inch lift backup cameras all terrain tires a sweet sound system all painted in your favorite team colors and oh, by the way, zero percent financing to go with all the other things that I'm talking about. Bottom line is six seater, have yeah, four seater, six seater, and uh, you can enjoy it. Drive drive around with the family, grab a cooler there, and uh, go around and check out, and see the neighbors, and drive around the neighborhood. A lot of people are enjoying them right now. Cleggies has lowered their prices, and uh, for the first 60 of them, and I'm telling you right now. They are unbelievable. They are high-end. They are gorgeous. Visit Cliggy's Carts online at golfcartsfl.net or call 954-388-5932. They're located at 1751 West Copens Road in Pompano Beach. Visit Cliggy's Carts and authorize Royal EV Dealer. Cliggy's, K-L-I-G-G-Y-S, Cliggy's. Great guys over there. Hey, mention it. You'll love the showroom, too, and you'll get to see them all there. Mention this commercial, by the way. They'll give you another $1,000 off. Cliggy's golf carts, man, they are special.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
4: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
4: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.
1: It is time to head out to the
3: Toyota of Hollywood Hotline Shop, hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan, where we are joined by James Palmer. James is the host of the NFL Report, along with Steve Weiss, which streams Monday and Thursday at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time on the NFL Channel, which is available on the NFL app fast streaming platforms and nfl.com slash nfl channel thursday's episode features dolphins fullback alec ingold joe
0: that's a good start right there man as the dolphins everybody's yapping about this team so far and the way they're playing for good reason james palmer does join us this morning james how you doing I'm good, guys. How are you? Man, we're uh, we're, we're doing great, obviously. It, it's fun. We haven't been in this situation, James, in like 20-something years, so we're not sure really how to act right now. Yeah. But, but we know that we've got a chance now to beat, not only to win the AFC East for the first time in a long time, but, but also maybe get that number one seed, which is so important for this team to stay out of cold weather and, and stay home at Hard Rock Stadium.
5: I, I, that and and just playing one last game. I mean, this, yeah. this this playoff system obviously is insane now that there's just one bye per side, and and that's why you know there was so much talk about that game in Philly between the Niners and the Eagles, and and that's why there's so much talk down in Miami right now. And you know we we were saying on the show, and it, it, there's a good chance that this this playoffs is going through Florida in one way or another. And then we saw you know, Trevor Lawrence go down, and now they're part of that group in the AFC that is just kind of like, geez, like my quarterback is not in a great spot. Obviously, some have been lost for the season. That was a big part of our conversation with Alec was like, man, one of the biggest things you guys have to do is make sure two is playing in these games. Right, And he's playing throughout the rest of the season because, man, it has been a brutal season for quarterbacks this year. And that's what you have to do in Miami, and that's what you have to do in the AFC right now. And playing less games <laughs> always yeah. makes uh, makes it a little bit easier to stay healthy.
0: James, I got to tell you, we, we talk a lot on this show about uh, MVPs and quarterbacks and officiating. I'm guessing you guys beat up the same topics, but I, I do want to ask mm-hmm. you about officiating. We got home in time the other night uh, from a Washington game and, and uh, catch the second half of that Kansas City-Green Bay game. And, of course, the officiating thing, you know, those guys got ripped pretty good for a couple of calls late in the game. Uh, do you see a problem with officiating, especially pass interference right now?
5: Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we we all have problems with with some of the officiating because we don't know what it is. I mean, there's not a clear cut line between what it is and what it isn't. This is all getting reviewed, obviously, and these guys get graded, and, and it, it affects you know who does what in the postseason. But at the same time, a lot of people, and and this is a, a fair opinion, just think okay, this game was determined by you know call blank Patrick Mahomes took the the high road in terms of saying I should have thrown it a little bit better away from the defender there wouldn't have been PI we just would have had a touchdown that's the high road but what most people are thinking is there's really no no consequences essentially for calls like this and that's where people I think are, are are getting the most frustrated where we're seeing consequences in the league for almost all actions I mean there's plenty of times guys are showing up on Friday and there's a fine in their locker for a play that they weren't even flagged on yeah and they're scratching their head, going, "What, what do you? What am I being fined for? This wasn't even a penalty within the game, yet they're getting consequences for things that weren't even flagged. Yet everybody's curious what the consequences are for the officiating um, when it has this type of uh, mistakes are made and the magnitude of what it's you know impacting. So, yeah, I, there there is an issue in a sense. I do know that um, all of us kind of have a sneaking suspicion or. Somewhat informed suspicion that the league is not happy that there's you know points are down uh, across the league and they'd like points um, and I think that's making things difficult on uh, on defensive players specifically. Yeah,
0: no, I, I agree with you. But the last thing we want to see just just being part of these uh, Dolphins radio broadcasts, I, the reviews take so long. The last thing I want this talking to this this game to turn into a a walking review. It will be horrible mm-hmm. for the game. We already almost review too much, and it takes too long.
5: Do you agree with that? Yep. Yeah, if there could be a process, and these are these are things that are always evaluated by the committees in the off season and at the you know the meetings that happen in the off season, to where I mean there there's a, there's a conversation between a lot of us where if if there could be somebody that's just part of the officiating crew that is speeding this process up, that is essentially what have we talked about for a long time, right, guys? The eye in the sky. Just to, hey, get in their ear and go like, hey, this wasn't this, move on, let's go, change it quick. You know what I mean? Like if there's just somebody looking at, you know, I know we go to New York all the time and it takes forever. Um, If there's a way to speed up the process. And I think I use, I look at baseball as a perfect example of the game has been sped up. We were all upset for about a half a second. And it's been a better product, in my opinion, with the game being sped up. And when things slow down, that's just, you know, that's the difficult part of it. I think you can find a way to be more efficient with it, and I think that's one of the biggest things yeah. we're looking at.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you. Hey, James, the other thing is this uh, quarterback topic. 52 quarterbacks have, have started a game this year, or it's going to be 52 this week. Um, and we've seen a lot of backups, and as you said, we've seen a lot of games with no touchdowns. we got a lot of teams every week playing through a game with all the rules on their side, and they still can't – <laughs> score a touchdown. We got a couple of them in the AFC East, which we're, we're part of down here. I, I don't know what we do with this quarterback thing. They're protecting them. They're doing everything they can. The rules, you've got a very small area. You can hit them, and yet we have a problem.
5: Yeah, we we do a little bit, and that number is very realistically going up to 56 after week 14, if okay. you think about it. like I think Trubisky, C.J. Beathard, most likely in Jacksonville, Maybe Jameis Winston, all because of I me. Mean, you have Trevor Simeon possibly starting. That can't number go up to 56 uh, after this week. And so, I, yeah, that, that's been a major concern. I've talked to a lot of people. We've had actually multiple guys on our show talk about this. Just there is a thought amongst players that there is this pendulum that swings back and forth. And a lot of times it comes from what is happening within the league in terms of schematics and in terms of coaching and in terms of, of style of play. You guys have down there in Miami the guy who is probably responsible for a lot of this in your defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. Like what he has created in terms of a defense and how it is being copied and emulated throughout the league with this too high shell defense that takes away explosive plays and more or less wants an offense to beat you by you know death by a thousand paper cuts. Like if your play <laughs> if your drive has to be if your drive has to be twelve yard twelve twelve plays fourteen plays to beat us, Vic's thinking like. I covered him for a long time in Denver. He's thinking, you're going to make a mistake at some point, point. Yep. and we're going to capitalize off of that. And so with the explosive plays, with this style of defense being taken away right now, that's that's changed some of this, this scoring. And when you don't have the star quarterbacks out there that are the ones that can do what, right? beat this style of defense, um, you're, you're going to have fewer points. There is a thought in the league that it will swing back eventually. Like offenses, then will come back around and figure out the next thing. And that's the beauty of the league. I do think that part is the beauty of the NFL, where it goes back and forth with with these brilliant minds figuring out ways to beat what the next greatest thing is. Uh, offensively, you guys have one of them going on that everybody's trying to figure out, and defensively, your defensive coordinator' his style has kind of done this to the NFL right now.
0: You know, James, I know you did cover him, uh, and you know Vic pretty well, Vic Fangio, and he got off to mm-hmm. a, a rough start here. the The, the defense went a first start. We're going. Wow, what what what's going on, man? He loses magic touch, and now he gets a couple of his guys back, including Ramsey yeah. in the corner, and now here they are all of a sudden a top ten defense and have actually almost outplayed the offense over the last month with all their guys back. Uh, and, and you hit it right on the head, man. He'll rush four, sometimes five. A lot of guys in coverage, mm-hmm. and they're getting a lot of sacks. So I guess you're not surprised at all.
5: No, I'm not. And, and it's funny because it- – <laughs> Yeah, I, I've talked to guys that have played for him, and I mean, I remember having a conversation with Draymond Jones, who's a really good interior rusher, and now in Seattle and left Denver. And he used to get frustrated playing for Vic, going like, "Man, I, part of this is I got to hold the point of attack, right? I'm not going downfield. Edge guys can go downfield, but in the defensive line, we're, we're not going to make mistakes. We're going to hold. We're going to, you know. And some guys get frustrated playing with it until they finally understand what all of it is, and and that is. Uh, the beauty of what Vic does. And that's why, you know, he's, like I mentioned, being copied throughout the league, and so many of his disciples are, are, are getting these D.C. jobs because, yeah, the way it's played is a lot of these guys that we're talking about, the quarterback position, guys, you, you can blitz them all you want. Steve Spagnuolo is a great blitzer. But, like, they, they can pick things apart better than, I mean, we've seen guys maybe in the past. And they're so quick, the Mahomes, the Josh Allen, all of these other guys. So if you can get home with four, That's become everything in the NFL. Bringing extra pressure has become a thing that just is is like teams just don't want to do. And if you can get home with four, like we're seeing the Dolphins be able to do, that's everything. That's where everybody is putting their resources right now across the league. If you look at what the trend is across the NFL, it is the defensive line. Like a lot of teams have the philosophy if we can get home with four and we can put our draft picks, our money to the defensive line, we'll figure it out on the back end because they don't have to cover very long. Yeah.
0: And, uh, of course, we've been talking a lot about this MVP. We hear a lot of guys nationally now starting to talk uh, Mm -hmm. about Tyreek Hill could have a chance with his 2,000 yards, which if this continues, there's no question he's going to crush it if he can stay healthy. What's your take on finally having a wide receiver at the MVP award?
5: Yeah. I want to mention real quick with you saying if he can stay healthy, because I do want to give Tyreek and I've covered him a boatload in Kansas city. And, and I've been, I mean, sadly, cause the Broncos are terrible. I've, I have a second family and a second home in Kansas city <laughs> over the last like seven years with Patrick Mahomes, like his ability to stay healthy as a speed wide receiver, I think is almost unmatched. Like, it, you know, I don't want to jinx him by any sense, but like most speed receivers, get yeah. nagging injuries, hamstrings, things like that. Tyreek just hasn't had that through his career, and I, I want to give him his flowers for that. I mean, he has been able to stay remarkably healthy for almost a vast majority of his of his career. I, what I do think hurts him a little bit um, outside of the position he plays is I don't know if he has a, any competition for offensive player of the year, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, there's no other player, maybe Christian McCaffrey, I guess, like that, that could really compete with him for offensive player of the year. So the voting, in my opinion, they're going to go well. Tyreek's the offensive player of the year. Who's our MVP? Like you know what I mean? Like because yeah. that—that's their thinking. Mm. And I, I'm just curious if that's hurting him or will hurt him in the MVP discussion that he 100% deserves to be a part of. Yeah. Um, because I do believe he is the most impactful player to a roster uh, that's a non-quarterback in the NFL, and it's not even close. Yeah. Um, and and I think. And I think that deserves to be in the conversation. I'm just concerned with what I said, maybe hurts his chances a little bit just because yeah. they're just going to give him the offensive player of the year.
0: So uh, we're a little giddy, as I started with you, started this interview with, about how well the team's playing overall. Uh, how do you feel mm-hmm. out on that West Coast about this Dolphins team? What, what's the thoughts on what Mike McDaniel's been able to do so far with this group?
5: Well, I like the mentality in December. I watched Hard Knocks last night. You got my wife as a new. Dolphins fan. She said she walked in. Tell her, with tell you know, her welcome aboard. Me, we days. appreciate yeah. it. That's nice. Thank you. Meg, Meg, welcome aboard. You're now part of the Dolphins <laughs> community. Um yeah, she just walked in. See, she <laughs> says she love Ethan, too. Uh, I love you to it. Uh I do I do love the really I, I kinda say that jokingly, but but it did stand out considering what happened in December last year and, and the mentality that they had going into December this year and, and the way Mike is using it, I think is is really, really smart. But obviously, the, the the consensus is let's see what happens in those last three games. I mean that's what everybody's waiting to see, right? I mean they're they're putting up a boatload of points. You mentioned the defense playing great, but we look at who they've played. I mean you look at the stretch of the yep. teams they've played outside of Philly. I mean, dating back to October, everybody's curious. And so when we see them play Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo to finish things out, and I I I really think nobody wants to see Buffalo get into the postseason um, as as well as I watched them play covering that game in Philadelphia. Um, that's what everybody's waiting to see. And and I think you'll have a lot of true believers if they finish unbelievably strong that this is a a legit team that can win the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Wow, it's going to be fun. Hey, James, thank you so much. You tell Steve Weiss we said hello back here in South Florida. Uh, we miss our oh, guy. he still he,
5: loves South Florida. Yeah, he's
0: your guy now, but yeah, I'm sure part of his heart is still here. We uh, we love them back Oh, then. it
5: always is. I know that for a fact. Right. I know that for a fact, guys. All right, have a great Thanks, morning. Thanks,
0: James. You take care of yourself. Thank yep. you. James Palmer, NFL Network reporter joining us this morning talk a little bit. Hey, we're not done. Speaking of uh, this NFL blitz that we have going on here, uh, Jeff Darlington from ESPN will join us. We'll talk some more about the Dolphins and the National Football League next.